Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So somebody sent me a message in the week and they said, who do you think you are, Simon Miller? You're not the king of wrestling. Why do you think your opinions matter more than most? Well, that's how I am the king of wrestling. And look, I went and got myself a crown though it barely fits on my bald head. But here is the point, I don't think I'm the king of wrestling at all. In fact, I think I'm a goober and you should never pay attention to anything that I say. Apart from the fact that next week I am taking seven days off. I've got to go sort some personal stuff so somebody else shall be taking my place. I will say it on AEW Rampage ups and downs later because I like everyone to know. But for now, we take the finger of power. Mwah! Why did I kiss it? I don't know. We give the good bits and up and the bad bits are down. For WWE SmackDown. The brawling brutes were out to start SmackDown this week as Michael Cole shouted, It's fight night! Like when you take your stupid drunk uncle to the boxing. This was all going down because it was going to be Sheamus versus Sola Sokoa. And let's just take Sola Sokoa for one second and tell him how great he has been. He hasn't even been on the main roster for two months yet. He feels like he's been there forever because he totally understands, well, if I act like I'm meant to be here, everybody else will go, well, that guy, he should be here. And talking about absolutely smashing it too, these two guys, Seamus over the last few weeks or months has decided, I'm just going to punch her. Solo was like, all right, well, if you're going to punch me, I'm going to punch you. So it was just escalation up the two nine. I mean, a clothesline the Irishman hit early on made me throw up. And while I should probably see a doctor about that, it was just so impactful. It kind of resonated through the TV, smacked me in the face. We also made sure that Solo was able to get out of the way of the beats of the Bodran, whatever the hell it's called, I get it wrong every single week. And man, did he take advantage of that because they did go to the outside and he set Seamus up against Simba the Still Steps and he just ran in and crushed him. It was absolutely horrible. It also took out Seamus' shoulder, which started glowing red, so Sokoa knew what to focus on, and he's just so good at doing a beatdown. And of course, don't forget, we had the brawling brutes on the outside, and we had the bloodline, so all the pieces were in place. It's like Jenga. Seamus fought back soon after this, and he even hit a white noise, even though he had one arm. He started climbing to the top rope, and I actually shouted out, what are you doing, you absolute goober? 
to him a very strange individual. I was correct too because Sagoa was able to cut him off and he hit an avalanche Samoan drop. And what did Seamus land on? That's right, his injured shoulder. So I was like his mum outside the hospital, excuse me, local medical facility saying, doctor, is he okay? It was pretty cool though, because he was able to pump himself back up and he started hitting all of these like one arm moves. And Seamus right now may be the best baby face in all of WWE. Although you could also say that belongs to Sami Zayn, so we are just living in crazy times. And speaking of Zayn, he jumped on the apron at this point. He's like, oh no, Solar Sokoa, he's in trouble. And of course, nobody else could handle this, and it triggered a massive brawl, and everybody just went crazy. Especially Sheamus, because he spied this. He went to the top rope again, and he took out both Usos with this, like, cross-body thing. It's like, dude's like six foot four. Sadly, though, this did mean he had been distracted, so when he did get back in the ring, Solo was like, surprise, he hit him with the spinning Solo. One, two, three. <laughs> That's right. Solo Sokoa continues his tear through the main roster. And he just beat flubbing Sheamus. The Bloodline also finished off the Irishman after this by crushing his arm with a chair. So now this feud is ready to go. And of course, after a while, it was Sami Zayn who was like, I think we've beaten him up enough. So there we are planting more seeds. So this absolutely gets an up. Every single person involved in this just has all the momentum right now. And I think it's terrific. Up. And of course, we do have to add a one onto the distraction counter, but it actually doesn't matter. Right now, it's just there because it's fun to have counters. WWE really is making these work. Look at Kaiser and Giovanna Vinci, who are now basically Bowser's sons. Then <laughs> went and found Rey Mysterio, just went, ha, 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 you think you can beat Gunther? Look at you, you're a child. I'm still baffled that WWE decides to do this because Rey Mysterio has been one of the best wrestlers in the world for about 79 years and is a bona fide Hall of Famer. But he was like, all right, you want to come into my house and laugh at me? Well, why don't I beat one of your asses later? which is what he's gonna do. The way I like to see this too is that Ray is gonna have to go on the pirate ship first and get to the last level. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, awesome. If you don't, don't worry about it. Bray Wyatt then turned up. <laughs> this guy. Because he was backstage and he wanted to finish his promo from last week, which was rudely interrupted. So while his entrance music played in the background, he just carried on. And seriously, his new name should be Mr. Intrigue. Because he seemed a little bit more unhinged today and was all like, oh man, they keep calling me names, but I'm glad they keep calling me names. He's going to fire me up and it's going to lead me to the promised land. Which is when he addressed someone or something saying, well, you can do your worst, but it's not going to work. i tell you why I think it is. It then kind of flipped because Wyatt said he was the servant and he goes wherever the circle takes him, which does not bode well for the square and certainly not the triangle but I am just so interested to see where this is gonna go especially because right now Bray Wyatt is feuding with Bray Wyatt. There's also more to this later but it's just so damn compelling and I know having his entrance music in the background which has lyrics and he was talking over the top was a little bit hard to hear but I'm not gonna worry about that the presentation is still so damn good where the hell are we gonna be come Wrestlemania getting it up. More fallout with the bloodline after this you can just smell it gonna explode. Because they were so happy with their work earlier, even though they had killed a man, when Jay Uso was like, oh right, now later we should go out there and beat up Logan Paul. And it was Sami Zayn who was like, no, Jay, you know what Roman Reigns said. He told us he doesn't want us to interfere and I don't want to do it. Jay then kind of pretended he wasn't going to do anything, but he may as well have gone, yeah. I won't do anything. I mean, it was so damn obvious, and someone really needs to calm him down. We then continued this crazy streak 
for Liv Morgan. Because after everything that happened last week, it was Sonya Deville versus Liv Morgan. And no matter what Sonya was able to bust out here, Liv was just like, ha, 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 this is hilarious and I don't care. I mean, she really did come across like a loser. And look, yes, I get it. You have to talk about it. There was a little bit of miscommunication in the early going. But imagine it was Monday, 9am at your job and somebody walked past your window and went, you suck. But by Friday, you were absolutely on top of it. I thought the second half of this, they had found their feet. And not only did they get a good job, they told an interesting story. Because Sonya even hit her big running knee at one point and it wouldn't keep Morgan down. Which is when she got up and she started to beat the hell out of Sonya to such a degree, they spilled to the outside and it was a double countdown. But it did not stop here because Liv got every single chair she could find. She put them in the ring and then she hit that senton onto them. And of course this killed Deville, but obviously it hurt Liv Morgan too. So I have no idea where this is going, but once again, I'm like, well, I better keep my eye on it. And now I feel like I was totally wrong. Like if you came in here and said, Simon, do you think this ties into the Bray Wyatt stuff? I think maybe it does, because once again, it came after the Bray Wyatt segment, and these things always seem to be coinciding. Like, I'm probably completely wrong, but I love the fact when my brain can go on these flights of fancy. It's the whole point of wrestling. Morgan also walked away after this, all like, oh, I'm so happy. And you know the best bit? It goes to show that after Extreme Rules, WWE still had a plan. Some bald idiot was like, oh man, they better have a plan. Well, they did have a plan. Getting it up. We then had a video for LA Knight telling you that he's LA Knight now, and we had another one for the Viking Raiders, which is definitely being narrated by Sarah Logan. And if it's not, WWE has hired the wrong person, because when Sarah Logan doesn't come out, everyone's gonna go, wait a minute, I thought it was Sarah Logan. Straight after this, too, it was also time for the first face to face between Omos and Braun Strowman was a little bit like, well, how is this going to go? Now, it kind of was in fast forward, which is probably the best idea. But after Braun had gone, rah, he did come to the ring. He was like, look at me, look at me. I am an absolute specimen, although Omos may be bigger. So why don't we get him out here right now? And that kind of happened, but it also didn't because out came MVP. He was on full on troll mode too, because he was like, oh, Braun, you are the biggest, you are the best, until Omos turned up. And in terms of like a literal statement, that is true. Omos is about twice the size. The point is, is that he now feels Braun has been exposed and Strowman didn't like that. So he said to Umvup, all right now, why don't we have a match at Crown Jewel? Me, Mr. Strowman, taking on Omos. So that's now in the books. Braun at this point thought that Omos wasn't here, but ta-da, he then did turn up. And honestly, seeing these two together is hilarious because Omos is so much bigger than Braun Strowman and that's stupid. And we made sure to put a full stop on it here because Omos puts Braun. This is like some kind of tornado. Because ah, Strowman went flying out the ring and he must have been watching Liv Morgan earlier because he was like, ha, 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 I get it. Now look, am I massively excited about this? Probably not. But if WWE treats it right and we do just get two big men slapping man meat, this is the kind of thing I want in my wrestling. It doesn't always have to be flippy dippy doodah. As much as I like flippy dippy doodah, sometimes I want crash bam wallop. That's right, this is how I'm breaking wrestling down these days. But I am gonna give it an up because I got to the end of it and I was like, well, probably tune in to see what happens. Not every- Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everything has to be the main event. As I said last week too, we then made it very clear that the carrying cross Drew McIntyre car wreck that happened seven days ago was because of the Scottish Warrior. After I said that, somebody was like, Simon, they didn't make that clear at all. I'm like, who else is it going to be? Your mum? You think your mum drove in? I'm going to take you out, carrying cross. And then Drew McIntyre's like, oh yeah, thanks Agatha. I really appreciate it. What are we talking about? Either way, though, McIntyre was being interviewed here. and He was all like, whoops, whoopsie. I shouldn't have done that. However, management did have a talk with me. And they're like, look, we need to end this because it's getting out of control. So in Saudi Arabia, they're going to have a cage match. So now it does feel a little bit directorsless because I don't know where we're going with it. Although I have enjoyed it so far that we'll probably get to that premium live event. It'll be pretty good. Damage control versus Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi for the women's tag team titles was next. Please forgive my rant for just one second. Because at the top of the show, Wade Barrett was all like, oh my gosh, Raquel and Shotzi, they really deserve this shot. And I was like, come here, Wade. No, they don't. (laughs) They don't deserve it at all. And in fact, what feels like has happened is that Aaliyah got injured and we just said, hey, Shots, why don't you take one step to the left and we'll carry on regardless. It just doesn't feel justified at all. And I don't understand why we don't push Rodriguez as a super duper single star. I mean, she's already proven in NXT that she's got the chops and it feels like she's now over with the fans on SmackDown. So all of this now feels like it's in slow motion and I gotta give it a down. Other than that though, this was all right because EO Sky is good and Dakota Kai is good and Shotzi is good and Raquel Rodriguez is good. And we just had a standard tag team match here. So Shotzi got beaten up for a little while, but then she was on Raquel's shoulders. She jumped off and did a dive onto everyone. Then we gave the Raquel the hot tag and she beat everyone up. And the whole time damage control were like, ha ha, we're heels, we're gonna take shortcuts. I mean, at one point it looked like Shotzi was dead, but then she was able to recover her HP. <laughs> Shout out to the person on Twitter that went nuts to me going saying, Simon, when you say HP, you mean SP. No, I don't, I mean HP. Cause this is my RPG and it's old school rules. You have HP and MP and nothing else. I do want to point out that Shotzi is really good about being the baby face in peril and fighting from underneath. So it was good when she got the hot tag to Rodrell Rodriguez. She came in, she just beat everybody up for a while. And when she went for a power bomb on Dakota Kai, those two guys spilled out of the ring. Sadly though, this did leave Shots alone with Sky and she didn't know what was going on. 
going on. So Eow smashed out that beautiful Moonsault. She got the one, two, three, and they're still your tag team champions. So I think we should draw a line under this now because it is done. I just don't need to see Raquel in the tag team scene anymore, especially when she could be smashing fools. But look, this was fun for what it was. Up. And then I think Ronda Rousey is a bad guy again. Because huh. Kayla Braxton was interviewing her. Ronda straight up said, look, I want to do an open challenge. I don't know who said I have to do an open challenge, but I will fight the people I want to fight. And I'm certainly not going to do it in Ohio. So maybe I'll do it next week. And she walked off. She also at one point said the fans only care about their favorites and not the best. It's like, Rousey. You have literally just described every sports fan on the planet. That's just how it works. So I would guess that Becky Lynch is going to be back sooner rather than later. And as we head into WrestleMania season, we are finally, finally going to set up Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. And everyone in the back realizes, well, Bex ain't going to get booed in that one. So we're doing what makes sense. So I give them a mini round of applause for that one. You should always do what makes sense. Like wear a crown. We then got this crazy Bray Wyatt video. And honestly... All of this is like wrestling on crack. Because this person with the mask was back and there was this cowboy-like dude with amazing facial hair and they kind of turned to the camera and said, oh, howdy. And there was so much to take away here. You just need to go and watch it because I can't do it justice. The other rumor going around is that Ring of Honor alumni, Vince and Dutch, are going to be a part of this. And there certainly was overtures that they were involved. So now I am just super duper pumped because Bray Wyatt is always good when he has some people with him. And it makes sense to bring in new people because they don't have any other like experiences. You can go, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like you wouldn't put Sami Zayn in this mess. And honestly, I'm just going to give it another up because these things finish. I'm like, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen next week. And for all those people going, I can't believe Bray Wyatt doesn't have a feud right now. Just give it some damn time. I am loving the long-term storytelling up. We then continue with the newbies on SmackDown because we were backstage with Agada El Fantasma and they were all like, oh, we're going to take over SmackDown and we're going to do it by beating up Hit Row. And I will say they do come across as super duper cool. Hit Row had been watching this on the TV screen from the most awkward angle ever. They were basically watching it like this. And they weren't very fond of this because of course they weren't. And even though they know the numbers game is against them, I think they said that B-Fab has a plan in order to balance it out. I don't know what they were talking about. WWE really needs sure to get this right though, because I kind of fear that one of these teams is going to get lost in the shuffle, and it may be Hit Row. But look, Triple H has been doing a good job up to now. Let's trust him and wait and see. Rey Mysterio then just carried on being awesome after this. What an absolute dude. He was taking on Ludwig Kaiser, as we know, and this just had so much to it. Like, not only did they have a great match, but we're now telling the story of, oh, hi. Ray feels so much better now. He is on Friday nights, so he can stop worrying about his son, even though, of course, deep down in Tum Tum, he is going to be worrying about Dominic, because that's his boy, that's his love, that's his semen. Shouldn't have said it. Because he does have a little bit of space, though. He just went back to being super babyface Rey Mysterio here. And it didn't even matter that all of Imperium were at ringside. He was like, look, this ain't my first rodeo. You stupid idiots. I know what to do. So even after Vinci tried to cast some distraction and some interference, Ray was still able to hit that sunset flip bomb thing that he does. And later on, after he'd already paid homage to Eddie Guerrero, he got the steel chair. He threw it in Gunther's hands. He made a lot of noise. The referee turned around and he was like, you sons of diddlies. I can't believe you did this. So Gunther, you're going to the back. You know what, Vinci, you can join him too. I do have to point out that at one point Mysterio was on top and then we went to the break and when we came back, Ludwig was in control. 
So I can only imagine somebody in the audience must have shouted out, Ray, my son is a wanker as well. And Ray was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And then he did get walloped. But yeah, look, as soon as it was one-on-one, -on -one, Ray hit the 619, he bit this big splash, and he got the one, two, three, and he's just such a good, good guy. Like, you always want him to win, and you feel for him because his family is falling apart at the seams. In two weeks, he is going to have that Gunther match, which is going to be absolutely hilarious. But he doesn't have to win. It doesn't matter. I am giving this an up. Rey Mysterio has been a Hall of Famer now for around about 10 years just keeps on giving. All of this did mean we were going to finish SmackDown this week with Logan Paul. <laughs> this is quite the ride. Because as ever, we just tried to make him a good guy and Logan was even like, oh man, I love being here in Ohio. And sure, look, he did get some cheers. But he also did get a lot of booze. He also went inside baseball because the first thing he said was, oh man, I know I'm supposed to address the hard cam and talk to the millions at home. But guys, I want to talk to you here. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Nick that right in the bud. Because honestly, I just wanted to shout out Logan, you're trying too hard. The whole point of this though is that Logan Paul is gonna be taken on Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia, and all it takes is one lucky punch. So we're actively being told, well, he can't actually beat the tribal chief, but this is wrestling and he is a fighter. So if he can land one, maybe, just maybe, Roman goes down. I mean, it's never gonna happen and nor should it, that's the direction we're going. This is when Jay Uso just teleported in, though. He started to beat the crap out of Logan Paul. And Sami Zayn walked out like the annoyed father. Like, why? Why can't you just listen to instruction? Roman Reigns specifically told us he didn't want us to do it, and now you're ruining the party again. Jay didn't care and carried on the beating, which is when Logan Paul did swing his fist, and he hit Joe Uso, who went down like a ton of bricks, Sammy stood there like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. So once again, there's your story. What if he does this to the head of the table? This is when SmackDown did go off air. And look, I want to make it very clear. Logan Paul has adapted to pro wrestling wonderfully. I mean, it becomes so effortlessly to him, both the promo and the talking stuff and all the wrestling. But I just can't get into this, mostly because I don't really care. I mean, the Bloodline stuff by itself is far more interesting, and this just feels like a mini diversion because we do have to get through Crown Jewel, and all of that is perfectly fine. Nobody should be writing wrestling for me, but when it does come to this story, I think about it, I think about it, I think about it, and I shrug my shoulders and just go, meh, can take it or leave it. I also just can't get away from the fact that I feel like Logan Paul should be a bad guy. That just makes so much more sense to me, so I am going to give it a down. But it's one of those downs that doesn't actually matter. It's still fine wrestling television. I'd just rather we did something else. Which did indeed bring us to the end of SmackDown. And once again, it's just a very well-booked show and everything centered around Bray Wyatt is super duper fascinating. So I shall take my finger of power, not a euphemism, and I shall give it up. I shall also tell you to like the video, share the video, and subscribe, and tell me what you thought about SmackDown in the comments below while wearing your own crown. Then head over to whatculture.com where we'll keep you up to date with all the latest news, especially the Crown Jewel card. Make sure you come follow us on social media at WhatCulture, WWE, and Simon316. And go and watch more ups and downs videos, because of course I am the king of wrestling opinions. It worked! My name is Simon WhatCulture. Thank you very much for watching me as always, and I will see you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.